everyone and welcome to another episode of Merlo and Me. I'm your host Linda Kamau and today I'm joined by a new guest Tana. He is a friend from Kenya as well <laughs> and yeah he came on to talk about being a part of the Kenyan diaspora. So Tana how are you doing? I'm good how are you? I'm great. How what, what time is it over there? I think you said it was like 10. It's 10. 10 yeah. something. That's not yeah. bad. Um, sleepy but uh, hopefully you... the wine wine will make uh, wake me up I, I don't think so I think it does that <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like Brad that's probably gonna put me to sleep yeah wine will send you to sleep <laughs> that's what it will do <laughs> Tana similar to me he studied abroad for university but the difference is he was in the UK specifically um is it Newcastle so you're in Newcastle, yeah. Okay, yeah. which is I can imagine is like completely different, like just like polar opposite from Florida and New York, which was my <laughs> university experience. So I wanted to have him on today to talk up to sort of talk about his time there and compare what it was like, as well as to discuss what it's like to move back home, how to return back from the diaspora and <laughs> settle back in Kenya, because that's something that I'm starting to consider myself. But before we do any of that, we have to introduce the wine because this is a wine podcast. So, Tana, what are you drinking today? Um, it is called Saint Emilion. Um, okay. And do you know what it, type of grape it is? Um, hold on, let's see the description. Uh-huh. So, it's made predominantly from Merlot. Uh, same Emilio wines tend to have a rich uh, mouth-drying tannic structure, okay. which is by the characteristics of plum and blackberry fruit and black cherry fruit, um, along with chocolate and sweet spice, developing savory tobacco and cedar characteristics with age. Oh, okay. That sounds like a wine I would drink. I like, I like dry wines. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sweet wine is... For bitches no i'm joking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well we, that's consensus i think that's consensus um <laughs> no yeah. I, it, it has um almost 800 ratings and it's four stars on you know okay yeah, so that's good that's be- good did they have you have you tasted it yet do you want to actually no, wait, before, before you taste it let me actually tell you about mine the wine i'm drinking is a carbonate sauvignon and the brand is called Corvelia. It's an American winery. <laughs> Do you say an American vineyard from some something called the Paso Robles Hills in California? So that's pretty cool. Um, it was pretty cheap. I bought it just yesterday after we had this discussion, <laughs> and it was ten dollars at Trader Joe's. So if you guys go to Trader Joe's, it's a cheap bottle, and I, I like the the drawing on it. I'm gonna show Tana. And yeah. it's so cute. It's like a silhouette of someone's hair blowing yeah. in the wind. I think I think she has a hat on or something. I don't know, but it's like well, a book. Yeah, it's like a book cover. Yeah, you know, they they some 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 brands do like the most with it, and I like it. I like when they do the most. Like that's that's entertaining for me. <laughs> List like look on 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 wine bottles. Yeah, like that. that that's clean for me. I like yeah. That. Like that's why you'd pick it, right? That's why I picked this one. <laughs> so for me, when I go and buy wines, 
I go with my phone and I use Vivino because it's so convenient. Yeah. You take a um, you see what other people are saying about the wine. Because sure. wine is expensive. I don't want to buy something. It's so like, expensive in Kenya, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know so, why. You know what it is? Yeah. For me, I think I figured out what grapes I like. So I know I, I, I know I always like Merlots. I know I always like um, Malbecs. And I know I always like the Shiraz, which is like an Australian grape. I like those ones. So whenever I see like a different brand, but it's the same type of grape, I'm like, most likely I will like it. But if I'm just venturing out and trying whatever, um, yeah, sometimes I just go with <laughs> with what the bottle looks like. But using Vivino is smart. I'm not gonna lie. That's you, like power to you. I, that's a smart move. I, I saw it to my parents. So that's what my parents do. My parents are big um wine drinkers, both okay. of them. Yeah. And actually this is <laughs> this is, this is the wine. wine. <laughs> yeah, so um I'm actually uh, currently on in isolation. Oh no, did you get the Rona? Yeah, I got COVID. Well, I tested positive for COVID about two weeks, about 10 days ago. Okay. So, but that was the last day of my symptoms mm-hmm. that I, te- I tested positive. So I've basically basically been in isolation for like three and a half weeks now. Wow. Which has been f- Are you thinking of mm-hmm. getting the vaccine out there? I know it's not so easy to get your hands on it in Kenya. But my, I'll wait my time, man. To be honest, I'm not in a rush. Both the mm-hmm. people who I care to get the vaccine, I've gotten the vaccine, which are my folks. Yeah. Um, actually, when they when they got their second dose is when I started going mad. Started going now, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> myself, but like that's yeah. how I got it actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The ruby is dangerous, man. I've seen I've seen these my I'm a piano <laughs> concerts and <laughs> Oh, you know, I look at them and I'm like, bruh, yeah. okay. So maybe people are double double jabbed already, man. Because uh, there's no mask in sight anymore. No, legit. They say you have to have a mask to get in. And then as soon as you get in, like you just walk past bruh, the gate and like, those masks they, are gone. Mask to get in mandate anywhere. <laughs> They're like, I walked into, where did I go? And I was expecting, and I actually think that's where I got my COVID from. <laughs> Well, that's like yes. contact tracing you can go back no yeah so i actually i called my boys immediately i've tested positive and i was like bro i tested positive you guys take care you know isolate whatever mm-hmm. there was no mandate and you know it was like yo okay yeah. i wasn't i wasn't used to that and all the other places you checked you know but there's no you know like when you go to Carrefour, um these days they put the um, sanitizer and they give you the, the gloves. They didn't do like gloves before. I remember they used to they used to give you gloves. Yeah. I think they chuck that thing. <laughs> it's a bit pointless. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but now they don't do anything. Kenyans just take care of yourselves. Yeah. If, if you're willing to come here to our club or to our restaurant or whatever, it's your risk. You wow. know? That's crazy. Here they they're doing it. Like here, most people have been vaccinated, so everyone's just living on the edge. No one wears have masks you? anywhere. Yeah, I have. I also mm-hmm. got mine, but yeah, everyone's living on the edge. You don't. The only place where I think you really have to wear it is on the train. But even there, people don't really wear it. So you're in New York, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was seeing something about 
uh, Cuomo mandating um, um, COVID passports, like going to restaurants. Yeah, they're thinking of doing that. They're going to start doing that now because I think so many people have been vaccinated. They're trying to weed out the people who haven't. Like I was actually Mm -hmm. out yesterday and (laughs) the place where I went out, they asked you at the door if you've been vaccinated and to show proof of it. And if you do, you get like a second wristband. Like there was a there was a first wristband just for paying to get in. And there was a second wristband to show that you're vaccinated. I was like, what's the point? Like, no, we just want to know. We just want to, we just want to be sure we've like marked everyone. I'm like, this is a bit weird. Like you can still mingle with the non-vaccinated people. Yeah. No, yeah. Once you go inside, there's no difference. I was like, I don't understand why you're doing this. The only place where I saw that there was a difference was um I went to see a play in the park. Um, they had like Shakespeare in the park and they had different seating. So if you were not vaccinated, you were, were put in a different seating and you had to wear your mask throughout the show. But if you were vaccinated, you could sit everywhere else and you didn't have to wear a mask. So I was like, okay, that makes a bit of sense. Yo, there's so much um, vaccine skepticism and yeah. all these things. Like there's, there's people who still to this day don't believe Corona is a thing. <laughs> you know? I guess I've refused. They're in denial. There's, Use it, man. But anyways, back to the wine that we completely forgot. Back to, <laughs> yeah. You know, we need yeah, so that I can take my first sip and. and I know. I've been. I've dragged it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, let's just cheers to episode cheers. twelve. I think. Yeah. Cheers. Mm. Ooh. It's pretty good. Yeah, mine is pretty nice. Do you feel like that, that, I guess, that drying effect in, in your mouth? Because you, you said something mm-hmm. about that in the back, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's very dry. Definitely yeah. not uh, wine. I left it. I actually left the wine bottle open. So, like, with mm-hmm. red wine, it's good to have, like, oxygen and like, go through the bottle. You know how sometimes you'll see people, like, shake the, the, the glass like that when they're tasting it? Because there's something about, I don't know, it's, it's sitting in the bottle for so long that it needs oxygen to air it out a bit and it makes it taste better so that's a thing so i've learned so much about wine <laughs> I, I need to know all these things yeah um, so let me give you some facts before we even start our discussion so cabernet sauvignons are known as like the king of red red wine grapes because they're the most popular varietal um i saw a statistic that said there are over seven hundred thousand acres of Cabernet Sauvignon vines planted around the world. So it's it's the most popular one. Yeah, 700,000 acres. Oh, okay, yeah. It I don't know if I put that into perspective in my head. It sounds like it's not that much. <laughs> I know, it sounds like it's not that much, actually, yeah, to be honest. But, but if you compare it, I guess, to the other varietals, because um, I recently also discovered there's like 10,000 different types of grapes that are used for wine so if so wait the cabernet sauvignon grapes are one type of grape yeah of of 10 of ten thousand. yeah geez okay yeah but they're also like an interesting john shiraz my low um the other one the one from south 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 america uh malbec malbec yeah that's only five. <laughs> those are the yeah. only ones I know. Those are the, the more popular ones. Those are the ones you hear about the most and you'll see like even in restaurants and bars and stuff like that because they're just more popular varieties. But 
this one is the most popular one that's planted in almost every country in the world, although it's originated in France in the 17th century is when mm-hmm. this grape became popular. And it's funny because it's um it's a cross grape. So it's a cross between a Cabernet Franc, which is like a red grape, and a Sauvignon Blanc, which is a green grape. And that's how, and it just happened naturally. You know, like... Actually, if the, mine is a Malo then, because I saw it, <clears throat> it, was a, it was a cross between a Malo and a Cabernet yeah. Franc. Yeah, but you see that one's a, that's a blend though. So that okay. one, I think they didn't, they didn't do it at the grape level. They just blended, they blended it while they were fermenting, like after fermenting, actually, that's how they make, that's how they make red blends and stuff like that. But with this one, the grapes crossed. So I don't know how this happened, but naturally <laughs> some, sometime when these things were growing, <laughs> when a when a boy grape and a girl grape like each other. Yeah. <laughs> but cross pollination in, in, in bio and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, don't I sucked at bio, but hey, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, this this that's why that's how you ended up with a Cabernet Sauvignon. And I guess because it grew so well, and also because of the color, everybody was obsessed with it because it, it's really dark. I don't know. Maybe mm. you can see through mine. But it's like a very dark red, like yeah. it's like deep, deep, deep red. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit of history about a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a hard name to say, but it tastes good. <laughs> Actually, the, the most common wine we drink here at home, yeah, is Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, um, I love Nederberg. I don't know if yeah, you... Nederberg is a good. It's a good brand. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, so I... African. Yeah, it's South African. I've had the um the Pinotage. It's so good. It's the best one. Before the Shiraz, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a thing about southern wines, you know, and I'm starting to think it's a I have a theory, yeah. Maybe it's because we're from Kenya, because we, we in the climate we grew up in, maybe we like wines from the southern hemisphere because my favorite wine is like Malbec, and that's from South America. And after that, it would be like a Pinotage or a Shiraz, which is from Australia or South Africa. It's all in the Southern Hemisphere. Sure, I, I have. But it might also that. just be a taste thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not that deep. Um, but I wish I, I knew more about why. Well, that's the point I, of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking about it even before you um invited me to come on here. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like this. There's increasingly maybe it's just me, but I I see there's a there's an increase in like people taking interest in wine in kenya in nairobi yeah mm-hmm. for sure Where I go, every stories um snap or instagram stories wine. about wine you know yeah. so i'm like it would and be it's interesting a fun activity to go yeah. like wine tasting and stuff like that. i remember mm-hmm. there was a they started once that mall in karen i don't know it's the hub i forgot what it's called they mm-hmm they had like a wine shop or something like that, but they used to have like nice wine tastings and stuff like that. And it was like affordable and you could try all these new grapes. And I was like, this is like a fun activity. That's not too um, heavy in the alcohol of it. <laughs> so like going out, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And you can do it with like a group of friends, you know? I had, I haven't had this. There's a place near where I live called Solograno. Okay. Uh, and they do wine tastings on Thursdays. Okay. And so I actually I should just go with my sister because she's also interested. Yeah. But um it's always been there. I hear people doing it all the time. So 
Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot. No, I'm pretty sure it's not just that place. Mm-hmm. So. I know that there's the, there's also the Kenyan brand. I think it's called um, Leleshwa, which is like mm. a Kenyan wine, and it's grown like in Rift Valley. But they have like tours where you, um, sorry, where you drive up to the the vineyard out there, and you I think you mm. can even like spend the night and stuff. And they do like a tour, they do a tasting, they tell you like the history of the of the of the whole company and. The, how they started making their blends and all that stuff and it's it's really interesting i've never gone but that's something that's like on my list when i go back home definitely want to yeah. do that yeah if i yeah at that time we could go together yeah dude kenyan wine kenyan's making wine i need to see it still. i haven't oh we make it beer. yeah yeah <laughs> and kenya cane you know i was actually thinking about it i was like kenya cane is it rum or is it vodka because i think it's rum because it's, it's made from sugar cane question <laughs> yeah it has to be because why else would it be called kenya cane <laughs> it doesn't make any sense wait so what's the one that comes from sugar cane that's rum, rum. yeah 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 run around yeah rum which makes sense because i know everyone loves like captain oh, morgan i'll call in my room let me see if <laughs> your whole bar tana speaking of kenya cane Oh my gosh, it's yeah. even full. Oh, oh. It's not even open. It's not <laughs> even open. I, I don't know why I always end up just having alcohol in my room, but anyway. In isolation. <laughs> Is it, does it say rum on the bottle? Let's see. It says smooth flavored spirit. Spirits. Okay, I guess I guess maybe it's not a rum. Maybe it's it's based on sugarcane, but it might be something else. It's a liqueur. Like that anyway, other one. Yeah. Let me tell you what. You come here, um, you're not washed anymore. You drink what is available. <laughs> you drink what is cheap. What's affordable? Me, my favorite drink, and I say this with my chest, is konyagi. You're going to cancel. How can you say konyagi with your chest? like <laughs> With my chest. Your konyagi is fire. No, it's like, not. <laughs> bro, konyagi is so smooth to it's me. Smooth. What? what? What is smooth yeah. about konyagi? No, what I what I need to when like when it's freeze and we need to get drunk really quickly, man. Konyagi, <laughs> you, you buy like three bottles of konyagi, seven fifty ml. <laughs> I thought you would at least say something like, um, "What's the one everyone's drinking?" I think it's Gordon's the gin. Um, yeah, I was expecting that. <laughs> God, God, the pink one, or which Not one? Not even. There's a yeah. There's the, there's beef eater. Goodness, Good, Gilbert's is the most disgusting drink. Yeah, Gilbert's is the one everyone's drinking. <laughs> yeah, Gilbert's when I see when I'm like, how do you like? Even the smell makes me want to puke. I can't take Gilbert's. <laughs> No, yeah, it's 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 an acquired taste that one. Take the tequila one, like it's that kind of. Yeah, it's it's heavy, like, but that's, that's why people buy it because you don't need a lot, and when you drink that, you get like you get like proper lit if you're trying yeah. if you're trying to have a party, you know. So yeah, same thing with cognac. Um, <laughs> it except it goes down a lot smoother. So yeah, okay. But actually, now that we're talking about this this party life, I think we need to jump into the topic of uni now so what did you actually study in uni um i studied economics 
okay. business manager, like a minor. Okay. And that's like a that was a three year degree or a four year. I don't even know. Three, three. three years. Okay. Yeah. And is there like a specific reason you chose to go to the UK? Or even Newcastle in specific? Is what was the what was the thinking behind that? I was such a foolish person. <laughs> Let's do my reasoning for why I chose Newcastle. Um I think my reasoning was because I wanted to turn up. I remember being in uh, <laughs> I remember being in year 13. Um uh-huh. This was first term, and I was I was in, I was I was boarding that term. Yeah, that's when everybody like during prep we were doing um, our applications and yeah, all that and stuff. Personal statements. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Newcastle top for student experience. Blah blah blah. <laughs> what uh, party city? Oh, yeah, that's where that's where that thing was. That show, Jodie uh, Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you That's why it's a good university. It's it's a red brick university in the UK. Yeah, it was it was a top, top one, and they came to the school. Even I remember they came like when we were in high school. They did like a thing. Honest. You didn't talk to but, them. <laughs> I didn't, but um, but yeah, that's why I chose it. Um, yeah. it ended up being goodish, badish mm-hmm. choice. Uh, we'll get into that later, but um, yeah. No, why I chose the UK? Um, I was too lazy to do all the things you Americans were doing. It was uh, a lot, by the way, because we had to do the SATs know, and then that, we had to do all this other, like Common App was so complicated and you had to get all these like recommendation letters and shit I, like that. You guys mm-hmm. were using your 12 grades and that's actually why I didn't, yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. apply because my year 12 grades were shit. Um, <laughs> Like no one's gonna take me with these grades, so I didn't apply to 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 America for that reason. And then yeah, Canada, I thought was too far. So what? It was. Far. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I I remember when I was applying for what was that class? UCAS. I was actually considered. I think I even applied to Newcastle University. I think it was one of my top because we only, we only did three schools if I'm not wrong, from the UK because it was mandatory five. Okay, it was five, but yeah, but. Even at that point, I was so sure I wasn't going to the UK because I knew I wasn't ready. I didn't know what I wanted to study. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had no idea. That's I, honestly, I envy American like people who go to America for that reason. I, one of my yeah. my God, America, <clears throat> and right now her courses are so broad. Yeah, I'm just like, wish I learned about, you know, did sociology in first year and yeah. like, I think it's good. It's good to sort of compare that uni experience like for you in those three years versus my four years how like thorough did it feel for you was it like I'm I'm learning so much did you walk out with your degree like I've learned I'm well equipped to enter the workforce I know what I'm trying to do with the rest of my life like (laughs) or are you like me just sitting around thinking of starting a podcast about wine (laughs) no I I for me Actually, for me, school, I studied sociology in, in, in year 11 and in, in year 12 and 13. Yeah. And there was this one topic um, called, well, under the topic education, there was this thing called the hidden curriculum. And they learn everything outside of the, the curriculum of school, like what I was learning in my economics course, like how to deal with um, housemates and how to deal with, um, how to network, how to, you know, be yeah. a leader. Um, be a sportsman whatever all those mm. things are part of the hidden curriculum of going to school yeah so I 
feel like I learned more of those from than my degree. Mm. Um, I mean, when it comes to the degree, yes, I can confidently say that I'm an economist, that I understand the world mm. and how it works. But in practice? In practice, yeah, it taught me how to research. It taught me how to 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 be intuitive, to think on my feet and stuff like that. Mm. And that also was part of the hidden cur- curriculum because nobody yeah. told, this is how to think on your feet and stuff like that. It was, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yes, in a way, but I wouldn't say the curriculum has helped me in any way since um, yes. the actual content of the course in any way since. Yeah, that's so, what yeah. happens. I don't know, man. I'm saying to, like I'm slowly shifting to that idea of like uni might actually just be a huge scam, <laughs> and I, I still need more evidence to to contradict it. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's I have mixed feelings, but I, I don't come for the for the reason of that hidden curriculum. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I can tell you for a fact, I don't remember anything from A levels. I was looking, at, I, I was looking <laughs> at the maths. Uh, there was every there was a time when everyone was looking at these IDs and like A level math papers. I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. do them again? <laughs> Why would you want to Bro, relive that? I can't do a simultaneous equation. What is a simultaneous equation? You know, the one that would fuck me up is statistics. At least, at least the the pure math that's that's chill. But the statistics stuff was what was hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for me. St- what I remember, pure maths, calculus, and all that stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> no, no, but um, like I'm, my point is, I don't remember any of that stuff, that IG math, that whatever. Mm. Uh, however, what school taught me how to deal with different types of personalities, mm. that's what I really got out of, you know, sportsmanship in sports, mm. um, how to carry myself, how to deal with conflict, how to all those things benefited me. So same thing in university, you put in all sorts of situations, learning how to live on my, by myself, learning how to budget, learning how to cook, learning how to, <clears throat> all those things are the things that benefit me in my life now, basically. Yeah. The uni is not a scam in that respect, but I don't know any other, any other situation that can really teach you that. Those, That's those what did you what did you study in, in FIT? That's where you were. Yeah, yeah. I was in FIT for one year and I was a computer science major. And even Ooh. then I knew I knew it wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> I tell you. There was one class. Oh wait, I'll never forget it. It was like machine learning or something. I was like, I can't do this. I cannot. And then I remember going to the advisor asking if I can get an extension. And she was like, you know, yeah, you probably can because it looks like you're set to graduate in three years instead of four. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, you had so many credits from high school. So like you you can skip a whole year. And I was like, wait, what? I haven't learned anything. You can't tell me I'm about to graduate. <laughs> I just got here. And that's that was a large reason of why I transferred from FIT. I was like, there's no way you're gonna tell me I'm going to graduate when I have no idea what I'm doing and I also don't like it. And I, there's no opportunities to do it. Because it was a school of engineering, it was very small. So there weren't mm-hmm. other there weren't that many like humanity options or like creative options. So I was like, I needed to go somewhere where that was something that I could do at the same time. So NYU. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah. Now back to those. Uh, what did you call them? The hidden. Oh. The hidden curriculum. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of that, like, do you think those are things you would have learned had you gone to uni in Kenya and like maybe lived with your parents while you were in school as opposed to being on your own? I'd have I'd have learned them, but there would be different lessons. There would be True. like the experience in Kenya is mm. a different. Obviously, I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't have had as much in like learned to be as independent as I am living with my parents. Um, but university life is just so nuanced. Like you will learn all these things. You know, yeah. you learn how to adults. You learn how to deal with egos you like it's just so many things so many. um you know Even you learn how to like, prioritize time manage um manage even, your time even your money like figuring out yeah, how, how to use your money when to buy this and that like that shit, mm-hmm. that shit adds up too all those things all those things you will have learned them so the university experience to be honest i think kenya and uk there's very few things different mm-hmm. it's still and university is just a lot of freedom the biggest thing that you have to learn is how to prioritize your time like mm. you know yeah um, can you attend all your classes yeah you know do your work on time give your assignments on time all that stuff mm. yeah in terms of the nightlife did you see mm. some type of difference between the nightlife that you already knew in kenya versus what was going on in the uk or in newcastle did you get your your jody show dream <laughs> I did a serious, serious, serious derailment. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. <clears throat> Hope your family doesn't listen to this. To you. <laughs> my God, if my mom ever finds this, I'll be. <laughs> I think I'll I'll show it to her when I'm like forty, like when when she's really old and she can't complain. Then that's when I'll show her. <laughs> but for oh, now, <laughs> can't complain. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there was. First of all, a lot of drugs. Oh, yeah. Um, that was new. I, I don't know. I mean, in Kenya, people pop pills, but it's not even, it's not, it's not a big thing. Kenyans are very conservative. We just love to drink. I don't and, know. You know. I feel like things are changing in Kenya. I feel like uh, maybe our our generation was a little bit more conservative, but the younger kids, <laughs> they do it all. No, in, in high school, like, yeah, actually, high school, that's when people are experimenting with like pills especially right after high school mm-hmm. but there was like here it's just pills to be honest that's all i've had um yeah. people who do that kind of far from me yeah but in, in the game brother variety was a lot and it was so it, it was also not hard to find so was it like expensive i don't know don't, don't tell me how much it was weed is a lot more expensive in the uk that's for sure yeah, even in the US. In fact, now it's legal, so you can buy it anywhere mm. in New York. They have dispensaries, mm. and you can actually just walk in. You just have to be, I think, 21 and have, like, mm. ID. But even still, like, even when it wasn't, it was still pretty expensive. And I was like, hey, like, this is a habit that requires budgeting, like like my wine. <laughs> like, you, have you have to choose. <laughs> but yeah. That's that's the difference. If you want, if you want to party, <laughs> party in Kenya, because even booze is cheap. Nope. Oh, you know, booze might not be cheaper. But that's another thing. I think, well, I think like liquor is cheaper, but wine is more expensive in Kenya than it is Definitely. out here. Yeah. Like for example, yes. this bottle was ten dollars or nine ninety nine. So that's like a thousand bob. Mm-hmm. I think if I bought the same 
wine in Kenya, it would have been like 2K, 2.5 or something. Over 2K. Yeah. Because I look at, when you, when you go on Vivino, and mm-hmm. you look at these wines, see the price. Do they have it in shillings? I thought, I thought no, no, no. It in dollars. Obviously, it's almost a direct translation, right? Yeah. Times 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if it's, like this wine on Vivino is um, $20. So that's okay. 2K. Yeah. Here, three five for yeah. some reason. And you know what it is? Even when I look at the price on Vivino, it's cheaper than when I go to the store. It's more expensive than when I go to the store. So See? on Vivino, it would say that this is $20. But when I went to the store, I went to Trader Joe's, which is known for having cheap wine. Um, mm-hmm. It was $9.99 or $10. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thank what you. What year is that? This is 2019. It's a 2019 wine. It's not, it's not old. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a reserve or a vintage or anything like that. It's just a regular. Yeah, but it's good. It's a good wine. But yeah, I was going to ask you, because I know this is very like relevant in the US, but like in the UK, have you faced like racism or like discrimination? Because obviously it's a predominantly white place. But they are black people. Um, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, one oh, there's there's a couple of occasions actually. So the, I had I have this white friend of a friend, um, <laughs> a distant uh, friend, <laughs> and she was performing. So we all went to support her. Now my my friend, who is the mutual friend, um, is like a, a light skin Kikuyu guy. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we we got, we got into two different taxis. Yeah. But we are um so the first group that they, they arrived before us and went into the club, none of them got checked. So now I'm the only black guy in this second group. Uh-huh. Uh, there was I think two or three black guys. I mean there was no no, there was it was only him actually. In the other one. In the in the other whatever, but Somehow he blends in with these white guys. Uh, um, anyway, so I get stopped. Um, it's a low-key event, right? Because mm. she's a start-out DJ and, um, um, you know, they're not expecting so many people. Mm-hmm. So, and they expect, because it's house music, they're expecting just white people. Mm. So this black coming to sell drugs, I have never gotten searched like that. They told me to take off my shoes. Kunit's the airport. What? <laughs> Made me check my wallet. They searched every single like pocket of my wallet. Um, you know, they patted me down everywhere. They checked all my pockets. So I was like, oh. and literally, I was the only one checked that night. That's messed up. That's... We got there at 11. My whole night was spot. I was like, what the fuck? Like, honestly, like... Yeah, that's not cool. That was the most overt case of racism that I had. Um, Actually, there was another one where a kid... I was just walking to uni and a kid shouted the N-word to me out of the window. What? Uh, Yeah. What? Uh, That is insane. um, And then the less overt... the, The overt ones pissed me off. Like, the kid who shouted, I was just like, whatever man yeah once where you're walking on the road and somebody oh crosses my. the road oh that, 
those are the ones that really like you could be having the shittiest day and then that happens and you're just like fuck this shit you know like mm. the trains um i used to sit next to the door i like to sit next to the door it's convenient you it's know you get out quickly yeah so every single time they would come in there's always a seat next to me i don't know maybe because i'm a black guy <laughs> <laughs> but before they sit next to a black guy they mm. have to scan high courage like if this is another white person yeah right um you know they'll just the first go to seat so yeah. yeah so that those are the experiences of racism that i got um, that's common i've seen the thing in the train that happens to me too as well over here even though there's still so many black i don't understand why this happens but yeah i've seen that a lot i think what i experienced that makes me more uncomfortable okay no i've seen like the discrimination where it's like oh people look at me funny like kids are like almost reaching out to touch me and i'm like oh, no stay stay over there this is my my personal mm-hmm. space don't come into my personal space <laughs> you know but um what i what i realize is more common in the us and it's funny because it comes more from african americans towards me and it's more like i they think that i'm like whitewashed or i'm pretending or i i, I think i'm better than them because i don't sound like an african american and i'm like of course not i'm not going to sound like that because i'm not from here like what what am i supposed to sound I, like i have an accent because i'm kenyan like yeah it that doesn't make me less black if anything i'm more black than you. <laughs> like what do you say that's the point cuz yeah and you're honest all the time black is is not talked about enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beef between african americans and africans about it my mom said in the us she was like i got racism from white people it was subtle mm-hmm. black people treat you like crap like you're the dirt of the african don't know if it's insecurity you know. know they hate africans like it's really hard like even in the uk there was a bit of the british born and raised Um, but i feel like they're a bit more connected because it's more they're more like recent immigrants like you see like maybe their grandma or their parents are the ones that came from nigeria they'll look down upon africa man i don't know why like i know know it's the history but come on like it's 2021 we should be past this but yeah now that we've talked a bit about like discrimination do you do you feel like you found like a good sense of a kenyan community or like an african community while you were in newcastle um no no <laughs> that's the thing um newcastle i could count on one hand how many kenyans there were yeah um and so there wasn't much i mean mm-hmm. um those two guys i would hang out with occasionally one of them was in our class i'm sure you know him mm-hmm but that was occasionally like i wasn't close with those guys mm-hmm. i had my friends like did you have um, like a what are they called like a like an african students association like a east african students thing we that did uh, that's the going back to discrimination yeah uh, it was very hard to infiltrate when you're uh, because all those guys were yes african but from the caribbean from the uk um yeah. So, you know, they would, oh, let's, you know, but um, I didn't have the accent. I didn't have the, you know. Yeah. So it was very, um, and so I didn't end up having too many Black friends in university. Um, 
So yeah, I just had a mix of friends. We're all basically international, a few British students. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, that was my that was my group. That was my yeah, squad. It's funny, because like when we were in high school, one of the reasons I also didn't want to go to the UK was because I used to see that everyone was just hanging out with the same people they went to high school with. So I was like, you're kind of missing out on the opportunity to learn how to be in a different place because you're too comfortable. But then that's literally what I did when I went to Florida because I was with all these guys from high school. <laughs> and mm. We were all just friends with each other. And that was like, they, I see them like every day and our dorms were like right next to each other. But um, I think for me, I tried to like push out and get like, to get involved in other communities. I even tried to like join a sorority for like two weeks. And then they told me you have to pay. And I was like, no, thank you. I think, I think that's good. I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, we what happened was I found yeah I found like the African Students Association and the Caribbean Students Association and I found like I identified more with them than with like the Black Students Association and it was the same case even in NYU and whenever I went to like the I think it's called BSU Black Students Union um there was obviously more people and there was like overlap so some of the African students would go there some of the Caribbean students would go there but it always felt like I, I always felt like just because I wasn't like into popular culture and like whatever is trending on Instagram at that specific moment and I didn't follow the shade room or whatever that I didn't fit in but like with the Caribbean students I guess because we had the element of being outsiders and also I think Kenyan culture and like Caribbean culture like especially music wise we overlap a lot like we listen to dance hall reggae is very big in Kenya and that kind of thing so I felt so much more comfortable around those people hot take hot take uh-huh. uh, it might have a lot to do with class mm-hmm. um when it comes to black Americans and Africans because yeah. most that come to study are privileged yeah. um in the U.S. they are privileged yeah and it might not be the same for people who are from those countries mm-hmm. we have different experiences you know they they, they 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 empathize and they talk about the struggle and blah mm. blah blah and we might not get, um, it. get it as as you know so maybe that's where the conflict comes from that's actually not a that's not a bad that's not a bad take because when you think about it i think they they grew up with this idea that africa is poverty it's slums and all that so when they see people coming from like a well-off background from this continent they know nothing about it's like what the fuck like I guess that that's what it's like a double take for them but I can understand that that difference I think I think that's a thing for sure like I always used to get the thing like well, why do you listen to to this kind of like alternative music we should be listening to trap like rap and I'm like like I'm allowed to like other music like it's it's okay it's not illegal <laughs> Come on. It's <laughs> actually interesting. You end up more with people from your um, um, social um, class bracket mm-hmm. than people from your own race. Mm-hmm. That's what I Yeah, um, I can agree with that. Yeah, because you could be of the same race, same shade, mm-hmm. look the same. But if your life experience is different... Like you enjoy different things. Yeah. It's a very, 
almost touchy to- sort of topic to talk about. <laughs> so I don't want to dive too deep into that. Yeah. Where <laughs> I get into deep. trouble. I'm going to actually look about look up look it up. Yeah, maybe there'll be a future episode. And I can have like a an African American man come on and talk to you and compare. That would be that would be dope. That would be, be crazy. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Did you have the opportunity to have like romantic relationships out there, not just your your boys? Uh, like, were you dating in the UK at all, or no? When you say romantic, <laughs> it could be casual. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of romantic experiences like i didn't date anyone like i, I didn't have a girlfriend in university mm-hmm. but when when it comes to the other gender um <laughs> girls <laughs> we, women casual casual was kind of it was very hard i don't know anyone who dated amongst my friends in university especially mm. for a black guy mm. um not other many other black um people girls mm-hmm. um and dating a white girl is i mean it would have to the stars would have to align like you know <laughs> things things are things are very different Do you um, know, i you thought know, it I would like, be the opposite because i was having this a similar conversation about this with asande and we're talking about how like black guys are like magnets out here like every everyone wants a piece of a black like they all want <laughs> Well, yeah, no, for casual, that's that's a different um, yeah. thing. But when it comes to relationships, um, it's very hard to mm. to have a black guy dating, like is in a relationship with a white girl. But when it comes to casual things, yeah, we had more common. Um, yeah, that you could say that hypothesis of a Sunday was um, <laughs> it had some data to back it up. <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're like they're a hot commodity. Everybody wants them, so that's that's interesting. I think it's the same here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a black man. I can't. I can't do. I can't deliberate on that. I, the girls that I saw like more than you know a couple of times, but mm-hmm. we never did. You mm-hmm. know it. Uh, and was it because you, you, know, you didn't want to? Yeah, or? it was mostly because we. Did. Yeah, um, you, just, you put, wanted to keep it casual, and you know, um, we never went on. We never did the the the, the relationship things, but we would spend time together. Yeah. You know, go to the club, movies together, uh-huh. and uh, obviously all the other extracurricular activities. <laughs> 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 but when it, I I never took. Uh, the girls that I'm referring to who mm-hmm. are actually black. Okay. Um, it's, um, you know, it just happened kind of like organically, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it wasn't like they wanted me to take them on dates or they felt some type of way that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just was what it was. It was an understood thing, but it wasn't yeah. spoken. I think that's so, just a uni thing though. That's, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever so, use like an app like Tinder or any of those? Uh, yes, I did. But it's, or it's, are you still using an app? So why am I saying it like past tense? Maybe you're using it in Nairobi. Yeah, better. Like in Nairobi, it's better. It's um, better. What? Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, saying, I, you have never used it in Nairobi. I, I feel so anxious. I don't know. No, it's 
run into someone's it's, dad or uncle. <laughs> or, I always feel like, what if I run into like your aunt? You know, <laughs> you, know you don't want no, family I, to know you're using it. <laughs> it's not okay. You see a few people that I know, but it's not shameful. Mm-hmm. I don't think thing. I don't use Tinder. I use mm-hmm. Bumble. Bumble the more um, it's better. It's better. It's you know it's cleaner. You know, you show more of your personality on on, yeah. on Bumble than Tinder. Is, it's kind of like okay, it's we know photos. why. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like yeah. This is this is for tonight. Like that's not a lo- a long term yeah. app. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I I used it probably just the last because um, I was on serious lockdown um, mm. for my folks yeah. for a long time. And when they got their first job, that's when I was like, All right, let's get into this um, dating back scene. In Nairobi, yeah. pretty much, I can't complain. Okay. Are you meeting? You know what I wonder about? Because I feel like Nairobi has such a small circle. Like everyone has dated everyone's what, ex. And it's just weird. Are you meeting people that you never knew before? Are you meeting, like, are you seeing people on apps? And you're like, oh, I know this girl. She hangs out with these other people. Like, because I feel like Nairobi um, that small. You, there's a few that. Okay, yeah, I know familiar. that with so and so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is. Let me not let me not say this hot take. So <laughs> no, give us the hot takes. We're here for the hot takes. <laughs> no, but, uh, so the thing is, mm-hmm. and I hope this is not taken in any type of way, but mm-hmm. um, you look for people in your social bracket right oh right yeah that's uh, that's um, that's interesting you know i i get where you're getting at and that's a valid point that's where it can seem like nairobi is small right yeah mm-hmm. uh, so that's you know that's where okay yeah so i understand your point when you say you feel like nairobi is small you know a friend yeah. or a friend of because it's yeah, but are you are you looking beyond that that little bracket then? Of course, of course. That's good um, then, yeah. It's yeah. Because Kenya is so classist. I hate, I hate that. I hate that it's it the is. truth, but it really is. And, and ignoring and it. It's hard to avoid, man, it's hard to break that mold. It is um, because there's judgment from both ends, you know. It's like crazy. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. Um, it's it's embarrassing for me. Uh-huh. Um, so we were talking about. Um, I, I was in work. I was working when I came back from 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 the UK. Yeah. And people at my work were from all sorts of backgrounds. Went to universities here. Some went to universities abroad. Um, mm-hmm. So I was talking to a friend who also went to the UK, and we were talking about a mutual friend who was saying, yo, those guys are loaded, like, you know, like, they have so much cash, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, they're no view, uh, what, how do you say? Uh, new rich, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Me recently. Like, mm-hmm. they used new money. To know- <laughs> I, I told, I said, I, they used to go to normal schools, like, um, like, uh, Riara, Makini. Yeah. Like the oh Asian my God. You know how I got slaughtered for that statement? Are you I know. Schools, Riara Martini. Do you know? I think there's a group of schools, and then they should do what I'm like. God damn! Like that's when I realized my privilege was. Yeah. And 
I need to really be mindful of, you know, because mm-hmm. bro, we live in a in a, in, a, in a bubble. Like so, most of us so are closed off, honestly. For for and especially in high school, because like mm-hmm. we didn't have, you know, when you finish eight for four. Yeah. Most people, what like nine months before university starting, um, September. Yeah, yeah, because you finish like in January. Yeah. You finish. Like, you finish in December. December. Yeah. So you have a long time. And then you have until September. So you have a year. Most people go do ACCA. Most people go to Alliance. Yeah. And then meet people from outside school, right? Us, we um, finish in June and we're off in September. And that whole holiday, we're spending time with the people from our school. We're not doing anything that is, you know, yeah, that is showing us what Nairobi really is. And then we go to university, which is another bubble that many people here can't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I came back, that was one of the things, you know, adjusting, knowing that, okay, being exposed to different um, things, to different how people live differently and have lived differently. So it it was, and it's also realizing that you have a that you have privilege and that mm-hmm. you have to. To I think there's also this idea that people have that like because like you studied abroad that this place must be better than what what's back home like I think mm-hmm. even for me like I'm embarrassed to admit this but like a big part of why I've taken so long to decide whether I'm coming back for good is that nervousness mm-hmm. of like I don't even know like can I even make money in Kenya the actual jobs like because you, you hear all these stories about people like struggling to find a job after uni like guys will be unemployed for even five years and that kind of thing and yeah. I know, like, yeah, my parents would support me because they can, but I also fear that, like, I'll lose the independence that I've had while I was out here. And that's not a, it's not a good mentality to have because Kenya is great. Kenya is so great. And I, like, I literally was telling some of my friends out here that I'm going back and they were like, oh my God, why do you, do you need to get married? Like, we'll set you up. We'll do everything. I was like, no, it's not that. Deep. I'm not going to prison, by the way. I'm going home. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Like, I'll be more comfortable there than I ever was here, to be honest. But yeah, that's, that's so interesting. I think, like, another thing that I, I get so anxious about, and I always get embarrassed when I have to do this, is I don't know how to spell or like really to write in Swahili because for me, Swahili has always been like a, a hearing language, like just verbal. I never, I never took a Swahili class where we had to write. So whenever you know, guys will like text and sharing, like it actually takes me a minute to read. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so now you Swahili game. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, these are things I'm looking forward to doing when when I'm back there, but. It's interesting that you've kind of started to go through that already because it's been like a year. Well, not counting the pandemic. It's, yeah, I, I worked for about almost a year. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm grateful that I got the opportunity. I came back in August of mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. October of 2019 you is when what? I got my, uh, my first job. Okay. So... And then I worked that until August of 2020. Mm. And then, yeah. Um, but, um, like, there is going to be a bit of, how do I say it, like a culture shock. I'm sure. Um, 
when you come back because we think we have our own perspectives and like my perspective of Nairobi could be different from yours. Um, and some of these assumptions that we have are going to get busted when we come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the negative assumptions that we had will surprise us to be positive. And some of the things that we thought, oh, that's a given. Yeah. Turns out even be a given here. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's good. No, but are you are you um, happy with this, like with your transition? Do you feel like you've properly assimilated back or are you still struggling to find your footing? I'm well, even the socially. Thing is the really, um, really halted many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, pandemics is the reason actually I, I, my contract wasn't renewed at work and I had stopped working um, so socially is another thing mm-hmm. also stopped pandemic um, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I can't say but I'm for me I'm actually going back for my masters oh no um, where, where are you going to the UK I'm going to the UK yeah what are you studying Manila, for your master's? Uh, data science. Oh, okay. It's interesting. It's an interesting mm. route. No, it's just a skill that I want. It's, it's the not future. That yeah. <laughs> but it, I'm not passionate about anything academic-wise. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just a skill that might benefit me in the future. I think so. Uh, I could agree with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's I didn't know that that was that was your plan. Actually, that was one of my questions. So that's good to know. But tell me a bit more about how working in Nairobi was like for that one year. What was that experience like? Were you living at home? Were you driving to li- work? Were you driving? Um, I was um, driving. Um, so the thing is, me and my big sister. Who she was here at the time was sharing a car, okay. and my my big it was her car, um, like it's unspoken, like it was her car, but it was but you could use it. <laughs> I could, and um, anyway, so I drove sometimes, and and I Ubered sometimes, mm. and I jumped, and I border bordered sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know me, I feel more comfortable in a Boda Boda than in a Matatu. I get so anxious in Matatus, man. And I don't know what tattoo. they did to me. I'm so scared. I don't know why. And I think it's the same thing. Oh, this new, this new um called Swebo. You should you should look it up. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a Matatu service, but it's more like you can go directly from from where you want it. like you can find direct jobs to specific places oh and they can tell you which one to go on because i never know the numbers or the routes yeah so you book on an app some of them don't go through town and you know yeah you book on time that you want i used to use it um it's really efficient you can even um pull out your laptop and use it um in the matatu like it's it's a safe it price discriminates a bit <laughs> yeah um, so to, to you know so that people don't abuse it um but um it it was a good choice it, it i mean it's a good option i don't know if people use it that much anymore mm. um since working and since we weren't um you know going to work physically for i started using it like in 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 january 
we didn't have to go to work physically. So I get a few promotional texts from them once oh, in a while. I still get like, I think this app, um, it used to be Taxify, but now it's Bolt. Forget Uber. Uber is super expensive. Bolt, Bolt is, I think, people's um, taxi of choice. Yeah. You know, I was, I was talking to a friend mm-hmm. the other day. You know, sometimes you go on, on, on Uber and ask you where you're going. And then you say the location and they're like, I say the Nepali. Especially now with with You <laughs> always do that. You know, I'm like, how did you come all the way here? And then say no. And for me, I usually like, because they can't see the location, right? Yeah. For me, it's, you know, me, I'm going, I'm just going here to, to Lavington, mm-hmm. right? And then it's Karen. Uh, yeah. And then they see, ah, it's not Lavington, it's actually much further. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they can't do anything, right? Yeah, because they've they already accepted. They don't even say that. No, sometimes they, they get mad. Like I've had one Uber who was so mad and he was just like, cancel it now, cancel the ride. I'm like, why you cancel it? And we just had a nice argument about who was going to cancel it. And he was so mad. I had to do it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not being charged for this. I don't want to go there. I'm like, okay, like chill. And I was had Ubers yeah. who like refuse um when you when you put your card on the thing. You they want you to true. pay either M Pesa or cash, and they get so mad if you don't. And I'm like, hey, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. There's an option for card for a reason. Yes, this card. Wait, do you follow this? Um, this guy on, on Instagram, George Kimani and and Seth Gore. Yeah, I I follow, follow Seth them. Gore. Yeah, he's funny. Those guys, are funny. So you know when you get a promo. On, yeah. On, did you see that video? It was recent. No, I don't think I've seen it. A promo on Uber or Bolt mm-hmm. for like. You can get like 400 shillings off mm-hmm. from like Ruaka to Ngong. You mm-hmm. pay 50 bucks. Hey. <laughs> and when mean. the driver how much how much is gained. Yeah. <laughs> they get so pissed. <laughs> they get so pissed. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. But I know also sometimes you can form like a good relationship with an Uber driver to the point where like you can call him like his specific like his phone number instead of booking through the app and like if you're planning like a night out or you're going to like several places that day he can be like your driver for the day so that that's nice yeah no for me i have my own border border guy like whenever i want to use a border border nobody mm-hmm. else like border borders are very shaky even when i'm driving i'm like yo border borders drive so recklessly and if you so them, re- it's- they go in between the cars i no. It makes me so yeah. nervous, man. I'm always on edge. Like I've been on like a border border a handful of like maybe four times. Like it's not been that many times, but each time, so I was holding on to this guy for dear life. <laughs> you know, some guys will put their hand behind because they're relaxed. Man, I have to hold. <laughs> I can't. Can't be yeah. leaning back. I don't want to fall. <laughs> nah, I'm holding him no, like we're married. No, honestly, never hold. <laughs> never hold them. Never die. I don't want to fall. What? <laughs> Especially when they weave, weave through. No, nah. Yeah. So no, man. Like I don't even I know, know how to ride a bike. So <laughs> it's where the helmets. I'm. I'm so. Yeah. Like about helmets. Going to get masilingi, some fungus. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, those. You never know who's worn that helmet. It's true. You need to come with like a scarf to put in between your head and the helmet. <laughs> And I hate having to to put a, put 
stuff on. Yeah, because it, it wouldn't it like flatten your hair because your, your hair is like tall. You have like yeah, hair. so the box. I hate. I, is it box? It's not. It's not. Bo- it's like it's like a. I don't even know what shape this is. Like a cone. <laughs> but. It's like retro. Yeah. It's an old school style. But yeah, I was going to ask you. Oh yeah, so do you feel now that you've come back home and you're you're doing this, you're having this change, do you feel like you're a bit disconnected or you've missed out on certain things because of how long you were away? Or do you yeah, worry sure. even now that when you go for grad school, coming back, there's gonna be so because I think every time I come back to Kenya, Nairobi has changed like so much within a mm-hmm. year, within a, within six months, like everything is different mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. It's like come back, you're gonna be shocked as I'm well. Sure. Like so much yeah. change. Um, no, the thing, the thing I worry about mm-hmm. um, the most is just my 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 core friendship group. Mm. Um, because if I don't have that, then I'm starting from ground zero. And I know all my friends. One is going to Canada in September. Yeah. My yeah. back, right? um another is going to australia might not come back mm. um you know um so that's what i worry about the most um that's been on my mind make, a lot too in making as an it's adult hard. hard it's so like, hard it's hard so yeah and trust right because mm. you see you can make like party like, friends, like oh, when they when you want to do fun things, it's easy to find people to do that. Yeah. But like, yeah, but like a solid friend. Mm-mm. Yeah, or like the people who we went to high school together, like they know you, like they, they you know, there's no part of you they haven't really seen. Yeah, and but when when you're an adult, you're pensive. What side am I going to show? Yeah, you know, are they showing me? You know, so. It's so different, it's, but that's that's yeah. one of my biggest concerns, to be honest, because I, I don't know how to start again. It's hard. It's not easy. It's hard. Mm. And there's no, but you don't have like that. Very intentional about it. You, yeah. It can happen. Yeah. It can happen. I'm sure like probably the easiest way is like through like co-workers or friends of friends and that kind of mm. thing. But mm. before you establish that kind of trust with new people, it also takes some time. <laughs> not overnight yeah like even with co-workers man you like i was i thought like the people i worked with were brothers for life like our group chat was fun it was buzzing jokes and then when we stopped working crickets i'm like shit man we don't want to hear you like is it the funny meme and then we all catch up we like how's everyone doing Uh but that's it uh um so yeah it adulting is just hard in that respect and i like that's why your your like your support system your closest friends is important yeah so for me that's what I, everybody has scattered and um you know i don't have those guys then mm-hmm. uh, now with this brexit i'm planning on staying um oh, oh. yes to work so, How long you do know, you think you can stay out there? Like, would you, you stay get, long term? No, no, no. I don't want to stay long term. I just want to get enough experience. Yeah. Because I, I was in a good job, mm-hmm. uh, which taught me a lot. 
but the money I was earning was like, yo, this is jokes. It's peanuts. Like, you can't you can't do anything. You can't even pay for fuel. No, I was actually grateful to be earning money. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, okay. I can't think of anybody in a position better than mine. Like this job is the best I could have gotten out of university. Um, so my next job, unless God is like just throwing out miracles for people, is not going to make me earn, you know, much more than this because it wouldn't be, you know, yeah. a much better job. So I was like, okay, I've come to Kenya. I've seen, mm-hmm. let me and try my luck so i don't want i want to come back you know, i love kenya it's yeah. fun i enjoy myself i'm truly happy when i'm home yeah um, but you know you just have to weigh options sometimes i get that take the two years and i put my cup at two years for sure it might be less uh, it definitely won't be more <laughs> so after two years of my degree yeah i'm coming back what's going on there and you know yeah, you, you, you this is hope <laughs> you find us there <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. honestly like i was thinking about grad school but i also don't think i'm right i don't know you see, you see how you've had like this one year to decide what what would be a useful skill for a graduate yeah. degree and now you're going back with like with more intention i think that's what mm-hmm. i need to do before i decide whether i want to do grad school or not because again mm-hmm. And I'm not just gonna be throwing money with, with, without being without being sure about what I want to study. So that's something that's that's been on my mind. And I also just wanna, yeah. kind of want to see what it's like to work in Kenya. So something I'm looking forward to as well. But yeah. let me t- <clears throat> you will enjoy. I mean, it depends on who you're working for. Mm. Uh, it just depends on your boss. To be honest, if you have a yeah decent enough boss to allow you to learn and learn from learn, <clears throat> learn from your mistakes um you know you'll have a good time but i can tell you for sure like it's 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 a lot more fun working here mm-hmm. than it is working yeah, anywhere for sure else. Oh, it's stress man no, you're gonna enjoy you, you're gonna enjoy coming back home you're gonna enjoy if you even when you find work you will enjoy it <laughs> like i was just here. because <laughs> You know, you you spend six hours in jam. You know. Ay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't oh, even God. know how to drive. What? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't driven. I got my my driver's license when I was eighteen, and that was the last time I drove a car. I haven't touched it again. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, now we're we're getting towards the end of the podcast, so I have some alcohol-related questions for you. So okay. the first one is. What's your go-to drink or your favorite drink? My go-to drink. I haven't drunk drunk in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say a beer. Like a Tasca? Uh, a white cup. A white cup. <laughs> a white Or a gin and tonic. Or if it's a cocktail, mm-hmm. a dawa. Mm. Um, dawa. Right, uh, but with meals, um, especially at home, um, wine. Yeah, so, wine is great. But mostly, if those four are lined up, I'll take the beer. The beer, that's interesting. Yeah. You're the first person to say beer, so 
<laughs> Congratulations mm-hmm. for a new answer. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what is something you never want to drink again? Gilbeast. Gilbeast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to have to drink it again because this is Nairobi. Um, <laughs> you can't avoid this? it. Go ahead. No, there was, there was, uh, I don't know what it's called, but there was a tequila that made me just nauseous. No, even no. just from Tequila fucks me. Yeah, tequila, tequila is wild. It's a, it's a wild one. Um, okay, so the last one is you can either tell me the story of your first sip of alcohol or your worst sip of alcohol. It's your choice. Hey, my worst sip. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> there's too many to decide from. <laughs> I know. <laughs> too many to decide from. Um. The, I'll tell you about the first time I got drum, drunk. Mm-hmm. It was at a house party of a mutual friend of ours. I think we're in year 10. Oh, that party. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. I, okay. That was honestly, it was to put um, like a ranking of the times I've gotten drunk and enjoyed. Yeah. That's top five. That that night was top five, and I can't be like I could have easily become an alcoholic by how <laughs> amazing it was. Like I oh was confident, um, and we were so young. We were like 15. we were so young. <laughs> we were so young. Oh That's a good thing you were actually there. Yeah, um, that was I think year ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was year ten. So yeah, that was the first night. Yo, that was what, what were you best. drinking? Were you like crossing between alcohol? Bro, I what I drank that night. Um, like you know, one of those like indelibly indelible nights. Like it's mm-hmm. it's never forget it. Um, I still remember the music that played, so songs that played. Like it, yeah. it's just one. Those Some nights. stories are still with me. Um, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, that was my favorite night. I, I don't know what like made it my favorite night, but I was just super happy that night. Like I'll never forget it. And that was my was. first drunk. Yeah, like, it was a good so, setting because there was a lot of people from school. We all sort of knew each other. There was like music. There was food. I remember there was even dinner at some point. There was so actually, much going on. <laughs> <laughs> like they really planned up. that shit out. <laughs> the fucked up thing about that night, yeah. Yeah. So my mom, like, uh-huh. let me go, right? Um, cause she knew these guys, and so like she knew where they lived, and it was safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came to, she told me, "I'm coming to pick you up at one." Nah. Like, I'm not sending <laughs> taxi or hey, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, she comes, um, she comes into the to the house, and she says, "Have you seen my son?" Oh my god. My son, my son is called Tana. Have you seen him? <laughs> as 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 a as a as a as a teenager, that's the last thing you want. I know. That's, that's um Walking that's what around. happened. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, luckily nobody... my mom picked me up too. But at least I, she didn't come out of the car. She parked at the gate and then and then we went out to meet her. Yeah. No, my mom. It came more out of uh, out of curiosity. She mm. wanted to see the, yeah, because this is a nice house. It's a very nice house. Nice, 
So, yeah. Um, no, but I remember that. Luckily, nobody remembers that aspect of my mom coming to the house because that would have like killed, you know. Yeah, that would have. You would have been made fun of forever. <laughs> so when people came back, people were like, "Yeah, tell us, mom." <laughs> but but luckily, nobody remembers that. So, but yeah, that was my the, the one of the funnest. That was my first time ever getting drunk, and it was one of the funnest nights of my life. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun fun night. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast and drinking with me. Um, I think it would be nice to have you on for a future episode, maybe in the next season. I want to do like seasons of it. So, but yeah, um, thank you listeners for listening. And if you want to see more details about the wine, I'll post that on Instagram. Our Instagram is at Merlot and me. And you can follow us and see my my horrible reviews about the wine that we drank (laughs) and yeah i'll see you guys next week bye